Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lost and Learning podcast. I am Sam, your lost nobody who's also on the path to learning. I'm very excited for episode two. This topic has been on my mind for the past couple of weeks now, mostly because I feel like it's going to be a new venture for me again. And I say again, uh, and I'll explain a little bit more later, but I want to thank everybody for tuning in right now and for the amazing feedback I received from the last episode. It's very much appreciated, so thank you for listening. I've gotten a couple questions as to how much you're going to be posting, when will you post again, are you going to be posting often, and I decided I want to be posting every Monday, so... Every Monday, you'll see a new Lost and Learning uh, episode. Right now, I am drinking a iced coffee with a splash of almond milk. So I love to just hang out in the morning um, every every like every weekend. I've been doing this lately. I'll just go to like a random coffee shop. Not really random because I I have like a go to, but sometimes I'll I'll try to get out of my comfort zone and check out a new coffee shop and. I hung out at this little uh, mall area around around uh, where I live, and they have this, uh, it's a donut shop, and I've been craving a donut for a while, but I am, <laughs> I'm gluten-free and I'm dairy-free, so I can't have either of those things, and luckily when I walked in, they had a gluten-free, dairy-free donut, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm gonna get one, and I got myself a nice coffee, and it's still here. It's a bit watered down, so I mean, it's still good though. But um, I've been a huge fan of just coffee. Like, uh, I don't like sugar in my coffee lately. I, I just feel like I've been trying to cut back on my sugar intake and trying to enjoy just the bitter, wonderful taste of uh, coffee beans. And it's it's great. Like I, <laughs> it's it's um. It's great. I don't know. I, I just I just love coffee. And if you can get to the point where you enjoy it, enjoy just that bitterness of it. And it's just, uh, you're there. You are a connoisseur, you know. You uh, learn the beauty of coffee and flavor. I'm a huge beverage person. I love drinks. I love having drinks. I love my coffee. I like my different kinds of wine. I love my different kinds of uh, kombucha or, you know, bobas and stuff. I don't know why. It's just so much easier to like have and it's just quick and easy um, to consume. But I want to talk about friends today. And this is kind of a topic where I don't want you to think I am Well, I'm not... Okay, look. So, I want to say with this whole podcast, I'm not here to give advice. Don't take advice from me. I mean, if there's something that resonates with you, go ahead. Everybody works differently. But what I'm doing with this podcast, I am talking more from experience. And um, I don't have the answers. I'm not in an advice. I'm not in an advice column podcast. I am just a girl talking about what I have been learning um, through this uh, human simulation, you know, trying to maneuver my way around, around, around my life and um, just sharing my own experiences. And I feel like it's important to share what you've learned. And this is what I personally have learned. I don't know what you personally have learned, but I'm always open to feedback and then different points of views and if you want to send me a message and let me know like hey or an email I'm gonna have a new email link down below and you can just like let me know you know I love I love listening to other people's perspectives and and um open to learning from new people so this is a very (laughs) very educational learning life style I don't know anyways Many people will walk out of your life, but only true friends will leave footprints in your heart. And the great Eleanor Roosevelt said that. I don't know what else she she did. All I know is she was the, what, married to Theodore Roosevelt or something? 
but um, I'm going to be honest, I just googled a random friendship quote and this quote resonated more with me than anything that I saw online and I've kind of just paid attention to and, and learned. So I'm going to be honest, I don't have a lot of friends. Like growing up too, I don't have a lot of friends and even in my adult life. And it's a lot harder when you get older because most most of your adult years can be pretty lonely if you don't build and solidify a friend group in like high school or college. I didn't go to college. Well, I did, but I didn't go to like university. I didn't have that full-on college experience. And I moved around a lot when I was younger. So I would go, basically I would go to a new school every year, almost every year. And... It affected my friendships a lot. I had to learn how to make new friends every year. I had to learn how, you know, put myself out there and meet 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 kids and like, you know, I I moved around a lot and it was hard to maintain those friendships and because this was a lot this was before social media media days and yeah, there was MySpace here and there and then like MSN Messenger was coming up, but I wasn't tech savvy. I didn't have an iPhone. iPhones weren't existent back then. I had the, that like Nokia flip phone, you know, like that, that I didn't, and I didn't have access to a computer. So this was way before social media. It was very hard to maintain friendships and it just kind of, it, it did suck. Like, uh, as I grew older and I, and I, reflected back on the things that kind of fucked me up, you know, and had to, having to heal from. This has still been a very uh, difficult topic. And, it, and I feel like it'll still continue to be uh, difficult, but I'm trying to learn how to not... I'm trying to learn... F I'm trying to learn so it won't be so difficult, you know? The one friend that I had in seventh grade, uh, I loved personally. Like, I love seventh grade. Seventh grade was a great year for me. I was in Oregon. I take the bus to school, like the you know the yellow bus, and that always gets popping. You sit in the back with your friends, and you're just like you know talking shit or whatever. Um, and this was a, uh, it was great. Like I loved it. Seventh grade was amazing. I had this one friend, her name, I'm not gonna say, let's call her, uh, I don't know, Jay? No, no, no. Let's call her Amanda. Let's call her Amanda. Um, she was great. I, she was like my first real friend really because she me and her were just best friends she was a little edgy I was edgy like we got along great we always look for each other on in lunch and hang out all the time like after school or look for each other during the breaks and stuff and just like chop it up we loved each other and I after like that whole seventh grade pass, I had to, uh, again, move back down to California. That was in Oregon at the time. I had to move back down to California and eighth grade started. So before, before everything, I never had a problem making friends. I always knew that like I had to adapt. I had to adapt uh, to the new school, new kids, and, you know, find my people, you know. Like, I understood. But it was happening every year to when I got to eighth grade, I just kind of felt defeated. I felt like I was tired of having to make new friends again, having to bear myself to new people, and having to build those friendships again when the, my peers would my peers already knew each other because they were they had been going to the same school you know and I'm always the new kid in class like I just felt so down and so depleted and I ended up taking it out on myself because I couldn't do anything about it you know I couldn't 
I just couldn't. So I was that loner kid in eighth grade. I didn't want to make friends. And even if I did try, I had this one friend, like, I wouldn't say it's a friend group. There was this group of girls that I would try to make friends with or try to be friends with or hang out with them during lunch because that's all it was really. Like if I could just find people to hang out at lunch with, I'm like, I'm fine. If I can just survive those 30 minutes, like I'm fine. But I just felt like they, they didn't like me or it wasn't that they didn't like me or maybe they just, they just didn't engage with me. And I tried, I tried really hard, but I never felt like I could connect with them really. And that's a very huge recurrence in my life, uh, connection, but I couldn't, I just, I just couldn't. So I just kind of got the clue of like, well, I don't want to really stand around near you guys. So I'm just going to go hang out at the library. (laughs) And that's all I would do really in eighth grade. I would just hide away at the library, do some work or draw or whatever, just try to kill time. Um, or if it was, if the library was closed for the day, I would just sit outside and, um, just, you know, huddle in my little corner. I did have friends during class, or not friends, acquaintances. I did have a lot of acquaintances during class. I would talk to people. Like, I wasn't shy about talking to people. I just felt like, what's the point of me having friends or making friends if I'm not going to see them next year? Like, that was my whole mentality. And that was my way of rebelling against I don't know my mom for having for forcing me to move down here again and not and not being able to like see my old friends like I missed my old friends during eighth grade though I did try to keep in contact with my best friend from seventh grade and we exchanged um addresses so I would we would just mail each other letters and like you know stickers and just talk about like boy things or whatever whatever we're we're going on at that age that was going on at the age and I still have those letters to this day like sometimes when I feel like it I'll go through my um childhood box and I'll just read them and then just like read what we were talking about and just try to remember but we kind of just stopped I I don't know if it was me I, I think it might have been me that stopped replying I'm not sure but Sometimes I'll like come across her on social media <laughs> and um, I, think she, I think she's doing good. I don't know. But um, yeah, so that was my whole thing with eighth grade. It was like my loneliest year. It's still kind of fucked with me a little bit, but I kind of just like learned to not, I kind of just learned to be alone, you know? Yeah, it hurt. It still hurt. But I was like, I don't know. I that that was my whole mental. I was just defeated in uh, eighth grade. I did have one friend though. She I met her in PE in PE class, and um, the thing with her was I just had a weird feeling about her. Like for some reason, I was drawn to her. Um, I kept, like, she would just notice, like, not notice me, but I would notice her and I just felt like, uh, I should probably talk to her. And I did. I, I, like, made, made, like, I initiated conversation during PE class and then we just hung out and stuff and we would hang out outside of school. So, not outside of school, but, like, during lunch and stuff at the library. So, I mean, I did have a friend at one point, but I don't know what happened and I still don't know what happened to this day she disappeared like she disappeared on me like a one one day she just didn't come into didn't come to school and I never I never knew what happened I never had any uh, further contact with her I don't know what happened and after that just kind of triggered a lot of abandonment wounds um and then I just I just couldn't do it anymore. Like that just it just really sucked. It just felt like all the people and my friendships that I've had like are just going to disappear one day. So what's the point of me even trying? Towards the end of 8th grade though, I did finally um was invited into a group of girls and I actually did like them, but 
I mean, that was towards the end, like, there was a week, a week left of eighth grade until summer started, so, I mean, that was that. I did hang out with them during high school, but, you know, friendships go in high school. So, after high school, I, again, moved around and stuff, and look, I was lucky to go to the same high school for two years, and during those two years, I met a girl. I really, honestly, I forgot how I met her. I think I probably met her in a friend group, but me and her just clicked right away, and she was great. <laughs> she was another soul sister. She, uh, she, me and her had a lot in common. She had very crazy energy, which I loved, and I had very crazy energy, and uh, during high school, I was a huge stoner kid, and... <laughs> You know, I was, I don't know, quote unquote, a bad kid, whatever. Um, and so is she. Like, she was just one of those, like, edgy kids that smokes after school. You know, you know, you know what they look like. Uh, and we were stuck together like glue all the time. Um, all the time. I loved her so much. She was great. Um, she was my best friend for a couple of years. And even, even after when I stopped going to that same school, she was, um, we were still best friends, but it got to the point where, and this was a huge lesson for me, it got to the point where I had to stop hanging out with her and, and talking to her because it started getting, it started to get bad. And what I mean is that we were so energetically aligned, me and her, we would do the same things all the time. We'd go to concerts together, we would, you know, drink together, smoke together, be wild together. There was a lot, there was a lot that happened in that friendship. Um, it got, it got bad because she ended up getting into heavy drugs and I knew, I knew from the way I was with her and from the way people people would see us together i knew that if i knew that if i wasn't i knew i wasn't strong enough to say no to her because i loved her so much and I, and we had so many experiences together i knew that eventually i would have gotten involved with the drugs that she was messing with and i tried to be that friend where to tell her you know like the things that are, that you're doing is not okay but it started, it, it caused a lot of conflict because she didn't want to be told what to do. She was very much a wild child and I was kind of there trying to take care of her, taking care of her, making sure that she's okay and kind of, kind of being just the mother, you know, to a train wreck. And it got to the point where she turned on me and accused me of something that uh, I don't, she accused me of something that I, I really didn't see coming. Um, but I knew it was because, like, the drugs were talking at that point. So I had to make the decision to cut her off from my life and cut her out of my life. It was a very hard thing to do because she was my best friend for, like, five years. And we've been through so much together. And to see her going through that, down that path, it just hurt me knowing that I can't do anything about it because she's not going to listen to me and all, that she, all she's going to do is turn on me and attack me for wanting better for her. So I had to cut her off. And I don't know how she's doing now. I honestly hope she's okay. I hope she's alive. I hope she's on a different path. But she was just very destructive. She became very destructive. And I understood because she went through a lot of things in her in her own life and I knew the drugs were I know now that people use drugs to cope with something traumatic that happened in their life and I just couldn't do it I couldn't be a part of it anymore so I had to cut her off and that I learned from there that's like you are who you hang around with it's important to be aware, um, because your friends do influence you, you know, unless, if you're not strong enough, your friends will influence you. So after her, 
Um, and I'm going to be talking about like friends that have had a huge impact on me. Um, because I feel like friends and the people that you allow in your life do impact you in a certain way. After her, I started to kind of get into my own fashion uh, journey. I really wanted to be a fashion designer. I went to college to do uh, fashion school or get into fashion school and I wanted to be a seamstress and, and uh, create my own brand. So I was very uh, career motivated, career driven. I wanted um, friends. Hold on. Well, I did want friends, but I didn't want friends. The thing was that I was like, I'm too, I'm too busy to hang out with people because I'm so focused on building this for myself. Um, the, that the people that I want in my life are, are, they need to be people that are fashion motivated. They're hustlers. They're thinking about their careers. You know, I wanted people like that. I, I had like a standard, if you wanted to say, um, I wanted people that had their own business or working towards their own business or getting money, you know, and I realized now that those people that I was looking for, they were like me. They, they weren't hanging out with friends because they're so busy, you know, they're, they're busy thinking about their, their futures. Like they were all inside working on whatever they were working on, just like me. So I kind of went through that period where it didn't bother me to hang out because I, I was just like busy working on my own stuff. But having those standards, I it created like an unrealistic view of people and it was very selfish of me to ask and have those expectations for others. And all it did was, was isolate me a lot more. Um, I became pretty toxic, honestly. If I'm being like honest, like I, I was very opportunistic. I was like... The only reason if I would talk to you or, or, you know, if I saw that you could help me, that you could probably help me in my situation or any resources that I lacked, you had. So I would make the effort to create some type of connection with you. You know, it was very opportunistic, very superficial. There was no depth. In it just created a very distorted view on friendships for me during that time in my life. Um... So when I was working at a call center, I was only there for two weeks <laughs> because I got fired, but it was the only job I ever got fired, but it wasn't my fault. Honestly, I don't even want to go into it because it was so stupid. I met a person there. Um, his name was Jose. <laughs> his name was Jose. Uh, he, he is a friend that to this day kind of affects me and this is something that I'm trying to work through so me and Jose I felt something towards him so here's the thing about me and the people that that I come across if I have a feeling about you if I have some type of energy being drawn to you I will pay attention to that and I will pursue that because what I've learned is that those people for me are being sent by you know, the universe. They are sent my way for a reason. And I want to find out. I want to find out why are you so important? Why you, out of all the other people in this room, why am I drawn to you? What's up? So I'll go, to, I'll go towards it. So this person, Juan, had that feeling, had that energy around him. And... We became best friends, and um, during those times, it was very easy to. Um, it was very easy to just make some type of connection with people. If you were a stoner, like I was still smoking at this time, but a lot of those uh, interactions are very shallow because there, there's nothing much going on is uh, other than that you're just smoking together and sharing your weed, um, and just connecting on weed. But there's nothing else. It's just kind of superficial. So, I mean, I did hang out with people. I did hang out with coworkers um, during these times, but they were never serious or close, you know? Uh, it was just like, hey, you want to you wanna pack a bowl? Like, oh, yeah, sure, you know? So, 
so me that's how me and him connected so we ended up packing a bowl together and then we just kind of hit it off really uh we connected very well and he was trying to pursue his own creative path which i liked he was very into singing and guitar he wanted to create an album which was great He had a very beautiful view of certain things. You know, he was a gay man, or he is a gay man, and um, he had a very feminine aura towards him, and I, I loved it. Like, I loved hearing uh, the things he saw, hearing about the things he saw, or the way he saw things, or, you know, perceived the world around him and his experiences. He was very smart. He was very in tune with people and very in tune with uh energies and that's how i connect with people a lot um if you are one of those people uh i will i will notice so we <clears throat> we hung out every day we'd smoke together every, every day um he'd come over all the time and just like i take care of him and we take care of each other it got to the point though where he had a sudden death in his family and for me dealing with death is very heavy and at the time I was working at Rubio's so I was dealing with a lot of uh, depression and anger um, working there because it was just I was just incredibly frustrated from Rubio's and the way I would deal with it was just smoke a lot of weed with him right but on top of dealing with my own shit and then I tend to have a bit of, or used to, have a su Superman complex. Like, I, I wanted to rescue people, you know? You have that view of, like, I want to take your pain away. I want to help you. I want, I want to distract you. I want to make you feel better, you know? So I went into overdrive with that towards him because I knew how much hurt he was going through. And I don't like seeing people hurt, so I, I wanted to rescue him from his pain, and I don't know why I did that. It's just, and as as I get older now, I understand I can't do that. I can't do that for people. Um, but I just wanted to be there for him. But it was like, on top of him dealing with this death, on top of me dealing with my frustration and depression and anger from being overworked, on top of feeling frustrated towards him before this whole death happened that he wasn't bettering himself he wasn't the friend that I expected he wasn't up to my standards um on top of all that and and me feeling like I had to take care of him because he couldn't take care of himself we just kind of exploded right I kind of exploded on him and told him you know like we can't I can't be friends with you anymore because I feel like I'm I'm doing too much for you and you're not doing anything for yourself and I just feel drained I feel like it's very one-sided I feel like this really sucks um and we ended up not talking after that conversation and I hope he's okay I wish him nothing but the best I hope he figured it out I hope he grew a bit more but what I learned from that friendship was I cannot save people I can't I can't save people I'm not there to save you I, I really can't no matter how much I want to how much I'm screaming at you I can't like out of love obviously I can't save you and it made me realize that I I need to put a boundary on emotional dumping. <laughs> That's a huge one for me. I don't like to be emotionally dumped on. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But I love him. I wish him nothing but the best. I haven't talked to him in years. If you ever come across to this podcast, uh, I hope that you're okay. And if you want to reconnect, why not? So after that, I ended up going to college. I um, pursued, all, like I said, I was pursuing fashion. So I was very fashion forward, fashionista. I wanted to do all that stuff. Um, and I met this person 
she is my soul sister she's literally my soulmate in a non-sexual way um probably a part of a part of my soul tribe and um like I said before, my intuition was uh, pointing arrows at her and I just was like, all right, let's see what's up. And I started talking to her. I invited her to go, you know, smoke with me after class and hanging out, hang out. And like, she told me the same thing. Like, yeah, I had a feeling about you too. And I just didn't know how to approach you. But for some reason, like I, <laughs> it was, it was a very, it was very mutual between us. And it was like, no way. It was a very mutual uh, energy between us, and she has been a part of my life for a while, for a while now, and I honestly, I, I love her. If you're listening to this, and you, you, and you probably are because you're my biggest supporter, and I love you so much. Um, thank you for being a part of my life, but um, yeah, I learned a lot from, from you. You see the world the way I do. And we have, we both have very much the same energy. In a, in a way, I guess, I mean, we're very yin, yin and yang. Very yin, yin and yang. We just fit together perfectly. We always have a fun time together. We've been through a lot together. Um, a lot of healing together. And and I'm, I'm always open to hearing what you're going through and you're op always open to hearing what I'm going through and you're always very supportive and very kind and not you never judge me and I'm gonna cry because oh my god I love you so much you're literally my favorite person one of my favorite people on this earth and I just I'm just very grateful for to come across a, a wonderful person like you so I'm not gonna lie though it was it was tough for a bit because we, me and this person, we did uh, lose contact for a bit. And I understood because she, she was going through her own things. Um, she was going through her own things and I was going through my own things. And we were just on different life paths. We were on different life paths and I understood. I felt like, because she ended up moving away and... I definitely definitely cried on my way home after helping her pack because I just felt like my abandonment wound was coming up again and it just it hurt but I understood where she was coming from and I knew I needed to let her let her be her own person and when you love people it's important to let them be to let them feel free it's important to, you know, be there for them, but not hold them back. And once she moved, I, I just knew we weren't going to be as close as before. And I was right. Uh, I was right. We ended up, uh, we ended up not talking for a bit. Um, and I don't blame you. I'm not blaming you. I'm not angry. I'm not, I was, honestly, you know what? I was a little angry. <laughs> I was a little angry because I just felt like you forgot about me. But I also knew that you were going through your own stuff out there. You were trying to grow up also. You were learning also. You were on your own journey. And it was crazy because that whole year I just kind of let you go. I let you go and... I believed that in time, me and you will come together again. And literally the day, the day after I had that thought of you, of, you know, it's okay, she's not here right now, but we're eventually, we're eventually find our way back to, back to each other. And the next day you hit me up and we rekindled our relationship. And now I try my best to keep in contact with you and we hold each other up and we hold each other accountable. We call each other out on our bullshit and she is just a wonderful person in my life and she's one of those people that I know is going to be in my life for a long time that I want to keep in my inner circle. Yes, we're apart. Yes, we're apart, but we are very close in spirit and in and in soul. I love you. Oh my god. I love you so but as I as I've gotten older, I've just 
<sighs> I become more selective, I guess you could say. I'm, I'm a lot more selective with the, um, the amount of energy and the people that I want in my inner circle and in my life because I, I know me and the way that I am. Um, people tend to latch on to me. And this is from previous experiences. People tend to latch on to me and sometimes I feel powerless when they do because it's like my people pleasing comes in and all I want to do is make you happy. But in the end, I'm over here like, ugh, like drained from hanging out with you, which is another thing that I pay attention to also is like, how, how do I feel when I'm around this person? How am I drained after we hang out? Do I feel happy after I hang out with them? Where are we on energetically? So a lot of the times, cause, because I'm introverted, I'm very introverted, extrovert, introvert first, because I'm still a hermit, uh, I, I need time to restore my energy, and that's, that's just with everything, really, like, texting, phone calls, like, I need my, I like my energy back to me, um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty private on the outside, uh, I want to think I'm not sure because I'm starting this podcast and I'm just laying everything out for you but I'm just very reserved reserved with my time and my energy and who I hang out with because of my previous experiences and dealing and seeing other people um, I'm just very selective I don't want people that draw in uh, drama that are toxic I don't want people that make bad decisions I, I, I want to stay away from those people because those people don't bring you anything good, you know? I'm very much, I need good people in my life. And I have, I have, I have, I have hella social anxiety, which I realized lately. I have a lot of social anxiety, so... <laughs> I, I mean, that's probably why and what contributes to me being such a hermit. I'm still I'm still a loner. I mean, I don't mind at this point. Actually, that's a lie, which I'll get into it later. I don't have a standards list. Well, I do, but it's not as unrealistic as it used to be. I very much, I very much just like see friendships as companionship. And it's not a necessity to live a healthy life. Yet, it's it's kind of like a luxury. It's nice to have. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's nice to just invite a friend out to dinner and connect with them, you know. Um, but it's also nice to take yourself out to that dinner and hang out with yourself. I think a lot of people right now are afraid of being alone. And I don't think that's healthy. Uh, me personally, I, I've learned how to be alone and be okay in being alone because, I mean, I'm, I'm a natural born hermit. Like, even my dad's a fucking hermit, so I probably got it from him. But it's just... <sighs> Friendships are not necessary, but they're nice to have. So... And I'm not one to be desperate for friendships and companionship when I'm, I'm literally like my own company. I'm my own, my own person. <laughs> Learn to master how to be alone. Honestly, it's, it's a great superpower. But I view everybody that comes into my life or, you know, potential friends or any, anybody that I have that sense of energy around or drawn to, I'm always open I'm always open to learn from them. I feel like every friend that I've had to, up to this point, or anybody that I've let, let close, they always teach me something. They're there to teach me something. And that's how I see life. That's how I see everything around me. What are you here to teach me? If you have something good to give me, come on in. But if you don't, please, like, stay out. You know, if you have nothing good to offer for me, in a, in a way of a lesson or whatever I don't want you near me please leave and I learned that I I attract I attract a lot of people I, I attract a lot of different people but it's up to me and I have that power if I want to keep interacting with this person or if I want to keep them around or sometimes I'll just leave it up to my intuition and my gut feeling if, if it's necessary if there's something there for me if there isn't then I'm gonna leave I mean 
you know, I'm not afraid to cut cut people off if I need to because that's self-care for me. That's self-care. You're coming into my bubble. You're coming into my life. You're coming into my movie. You know, what is it? Like, is are you going to be... Are you going to be an enemy? Are you going to be an ally? Are you going to be a mentor? Like, what? So that's where I categorize my people. Because I've built a life of peace. I, I have the privilege and I'm lucky to have a very peaceful life. And that's how I want to keep it. I want to be I want to keep my peace. I just don't want to deal with people that don't have that for themselves or aren't on that same path as I am that don't have the same views as I do so I pay I very much pay attention to my intuition and the energy of certain people that come into my life the people who cross cross my path I am open but I'm I have boundaries so to the friends that I have now which aren't very many I try to be as compassionate as I can I try to be as understanding um, I give love to those around me the ones who know me close uh, my inner circle people and I'm an understanding I understand that, that you and the people around me have their own issues and their own struggles that they go through and before I used to be very selfish and unaware and just like me 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 but now that I've learned to kind now that I've learned how to deal with my own bullshit, I I mean, I'm more willing to put myself out there for them if they need me. Um, but not to the point where it becomes codependent. See, that was the one thing that I learned with Juan. It was very much a codependent relationship because we would hang out every day. I don't know why. We just... Every single day. And I, I needed to stop doing that it, it was it went um it was on both ends it wasn't it wasn't one-sided but it just got to the point where I was like okay this isn't this isn't uh, very healthy so I learned not to be very I learned to not be codependent and not to rely on on people I had to learn how to put boundaries for um people that emotionally dump on you without your consent See, the thing with me is that I won't dump all my issues and my problems on people. I think it's very unnecessary unless that person, unless you and that other person, it's a, it's a reciprocated energy between you two. But for me, I've learned to just deal with my own problems and my own emotions. So with my best friend right now, um, I try to be very aware of her headspace I will try to ask for consent or ask her if she has the emotional space for me right now just because me and her are very alike and we are very emotional people so sometimes we might not be in the greatest headspace I'll ask her you know can I say something can I tell you what's been going on I'll ask her do you are you available right now how's your headspace you know I try to be um, very aware because I think it's important you know like I don't me personally, I don't want to, sometimes I don't want to deal with other people's emotions and other people's drama. And like, it's, it sounds very, it's not compassionate. It sounds very apathetic. I know, but I just, me personally, I can't deal with it. This is why I've built my life the way it is because, and this is why sometimes I'm still a hermit and I still consider just being a hermit because I don't have the energy to deal with other people's issues because that is not my job. That is not my job. That is your job. You got to learn how to deal with them in a healthier way, in a healthy way. I'm not your therapist. Which is what, one thing that kind of got to me because I was always that therapist friend. I'm not a therapist. If you're going to do that to me, you better at least Venmo me because I do not have the time or the emotional capacity to listen to your issues unless it is reciprocated between me and you and we have a we have a very healthy understanding then by all means let's let's talk i learned not to take things so personally when it comes to friends and even just dealing with people if you learn how to 
not take things so personally, your life will become a lot less emotionally reactive and a bit more peaceful. Um, understanding psychology helps a lot. Like I'm, I'm very much into psychology, mostly because I like understanding humans. I like understanding why they do certain things. Um, it, it helps a lot with um, not taking things personally because some somebody that might somebody that probably doesn't talk to you is it probably has nothing to do with you. It probably it's probably because they have anxiety, which most people do. Most people walking around here have like some type of anxiety and have defense mechanisms half the time and and if we're being honest here like all we want is to be loved and accepted and even those people that are terrible. So I try to I try to be as loving and understanding and accepting of the people and friends that I have within my circle and in my group. I try to treat people the way they I try to treat people the way I want to be treated. And it's important um when you meet new people that I put or when I meet new people that I put boundaries up um in certain certain behaviors or or ways of talking to me. You know, I don't like being clowned on personally. I'm a girl. I don't want to be made fun of, okay? <laughs> um, because I won't make fun of you. Like, unless it's it's that type of rela- relationship. But I'm also not going to, like, roast the fuck out of you. I don't know. It's just, it's just mean. Like, it's mean to me. And <laughs> I don't want to be mean to you. I've been, I've been mean all my life. And it, it just stemmed from me being just out of fear like I I want to be loving I want to be understanding because I want to attract those people also I want people in my life that are understanding that are loving that are kind that are compassionate that want to give love and receive love that aren't afraid of it I want people that are self-aware and I want people to see the world I want people to be able to see the world in a different view. I want I want people that are strong enough to have these conversations and have these uncomfortable topics come up and people that are willing to deep dive into themselves and have these types of epiphanies about themselves and I don't know, it's just honestly this is just much this is much more of a reflection of me. Um so I guess I, I guess I still do have a standard, but it's a healthier one, definitely. I had to heal a lot of my abandonment issues to allow myself to become more open to people coming in and out of my life. There was a lot of anguish when certain friendships, the important ones that I had and I talked about, uh, died. And I carried a lot of resentment and a lot of guilt and fear and defense mechanisms and and stuff um, because of those. And I had to recently just stop operating that way and stop seeing friendships that way, stop seeing people that way. And having to work on myself is very hard. It's still something I'm doing. Like right now, I'm going through wanting to work on my social anxiety uh, because I understand it's hindering me and it's not helping me anymore. I'm still figuring it out and I feel like I'm going to have other podcast uh, ideas and and, uh, suggestions and experiences on, on, on like mental health and things like that. and healing but that was a huge one that I had to go through and that I had to experience on my own and looking back at previous friendships seeing where the wounds started and um, seeing where and what I needed to let go of so now I can I feel like I can proudly say that my abandonment issues are 95% healed. I say that because I don't know. I say that because I need to see what's going to happen if it happens to me again. You know? 
And um, I had to just learn to let people be. Let them be. Uh, you know, let the people be. If they come out of your li- in and out of your life, if they come, you know, just wish them well and wish them on their journey because that's all we're really on we're on we're all on a separate journey wish them nothing but peace love and happiness for them wherever they're going wherever they're headed will i always be a hermit i don't know i don't think so i don't think so I'm also not gonna. Ha- I'm not also probably not gonna be that person who has a shitload of friends, you know, because I honestly don't don't believe in that. I believe in having two to three genuine connections and friendships. But I don't know. I do know. I do hope that the people that I do come across and we do build that those connections and those friendships that they know that I'm not just the regular friend. I'm. I'm one of those people that will be there for you, that will support you, that will love you, that will teach you about yourself, and probably convince you to do mushrooms with me so we can do some healing. (laughs) And if you're not ready for that, then please don't, don't even engage with me because I know what kind of person I am, I know what kind of friend I am, I know how much of an impact I can have on on a person's life. So I want people like that. I want people that aren't afraid. That aren't afraid of having these conversations. That aren't afraid of exploring. That aren't afraid of seeing things differently. Aren't afraid of experimenting. Whatever that that means. But I don't know if I'll always be a hermit. I don't want to be. Lately I just don't want to be. I'm okay with being alone. I'm okay with loneliness. I, I don't mind it. I've been alone for... As long as I can remember, really, I just, I like being alone. It's peaceful. There's peace all around me. But I just need something different lately. And that's where I'm going to leave it. Thank you so much for making it to the end of episode two. Um, this was a bit of a hard topic for me to discuss. I had to, this is actually the second recording because I feel like the first one was a bit scattered and a little depressing. (laughs) I don't want to depress you guys. It is Monday. Um, which went, which is where I'll be posting a new episode every week. So don't forget every Monday. And where are your friends? What are they teaching you? Who are you when you're with your friends? Think about that. This is Sam signing off. Have a wonderful week. And till then.